Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another a live stream. Today is Monday, May 9th, 2022. Let me check on that. Hold on. Yeah, May 9th. That's right. I got it right. Hopefully, you guys are having a great day. The weather is beautiful here in Chicago. I hopped on the bike for 90 minutes today. And it's windy because whenever the weather changes here in Chicago, it gets real windy along the lakefront. So it was windy, but at least I got the tailwind on the way back today. It was the exact opposite of my ride two days ago. So I like it better with the tailwind on the way back. So overall, it was pretty nice. But I got to tell you what, this is the most cycling that I've done in a long time. And my butt hurts. So I got, I got to tell you, I'm a little bit uncomfortable today. All right, before I get too much further into it, let's say hi to everyone listening on the podcast version. Hopefully you're having a good ride out there or a good run and just enjoying the nice weather. Maybe you're just driving with the windows down so you don't waste the day, you know, as they say. But hopefully you're enjoying this uh, beautiful sunshine, if you're getting sunshine today. And everyone watching this on YouTube later in the day, hopefully you already enjoy nice weather and I'm just sitting back. Today, what we've got is a Monday mukbang. And like, I think this is the first time we've had Korean food on the Monday mukbang. But is, is it Korean food? I'm not really sure. It's Korean food I bought at Trader Joe's. So those of you who don't have Trader Joe's, I mean, Trader Joe's is international, right? It's kind of like Aldi. I think that there's there's a weird Adidas Puma thing going on with it, with Aldi's and Trader Joe's. But today, the two things that I was going to try, uh, we talked the other day about um, the uh, Kung Pao cauliflower. So I did buy some of that, but then I saw this stuff. I haven't been in Trader Joe's in a while. So I bought these today. One is chapche. And the other one is tteokbokki, um, which is chapcha I see around a lot. It seems to be a really nice, like, gateway Korean food. Other than, like, Korean barbecue, chapcha is usually a pretty, like, inoffensive way to get into Korean food. Uh, tteokbokki is, on the other hand, pretty in-your-face. So I was surprised that this was one of the options. I'm, I definitely feel like a Korean vegan influence on this because it says vegan right on the package. And it's, like, moody, in the in, at least in terms of the photography. Like, this is, like... Ah, this is really nice. You could have this in your kitchen. This is like, um, let me tell you a story, right? So like, there, there's definitely two di very different like atmospheres going on here. But I thought I'd give it a try uh, for today. See how it goes. All right, let's see what we got in the chat. EMC Inc says must have kimchi. You know, I don't have kimchi with me right. I mean, I have kimchi in the fridge, but I thought I would just try just these two foods, um, just to see how they fare stack up together i didn't make any rice or anything for today either i just thought i would make these so we'll 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 see how they do pg1980 says hi how's it going i got a pb for doing a half marathon on saturday hour 42 so happy great job pg let me know anyone else if you got any pbs or good race results from over the weekend that's one of my favorite things about monday Randon loses says hi ko hi chat and aliza says i'm interested in these two products the pajun was tasty. So far, I have not seen in my local TJ. Well, okay. I don't think I'm trying to think if I've seen pajun in Trader Joe's before. I'll have to look for it next time. Pajun is one of my favorites. Um, I wish I knew how to make it at home because then I would just make it like all the time. Um, pajun. So here. So I think this is a good time to get into it, where the words and translation of Korean food is very confusing. So pajun is pa is like onion, uh, like a green onion, and chun means kind of like pancake, but not a, a sweet pancake like you would have for breakfast or brunch, like a, a pancake, like a potato pancake, like a latke, 
like so like that's what pajan is um usually served as an appetizer um with the panchan the little dishes you might get with korean food so pajan is onion pancake don't think of it as a sweet food think of it as a savory food really really tasty usually get served with like some sometimes they get served with like a good dipping sauce like a little bit of soy sauce with some sesame toasted sesame oil in there or something like that um really really good um one of my favorite foods the other thing that we got to translate today is this so there is this korean spicy stir fried rice cakes so these things are rice cakes and they're not sweet like cakes like you would think um and it's very very confusing especially if you were a younger person trying to decipher these things and figuring out if this is something that you want to eat when you're at the church lunch kind of thing so when they say cakes I think they're saying cakes because they don't want to say the word dumplings. Even though if you look at like a Southern dumpling, a Southern dumpling, probably dumpling would be the exact right word for this. Um, but in Korean food, dumpling is usually a filled food, more like a pierogi or a ravioli. So you can't say Korean rice dumplings because then you would think they're filled. These are not. The best way that I could describe what the texture of this duck, duck means like it's a rice cake product. Tteokbokki is like the the name of the dish made out of this duck, right? Um, so the best way that I could describe it is, let's say you had a tube, and inside the tube you just stuffed cooked rice in it and then just kept pressing it in there deeper and deeper until you had like this one like tube brick of rice. That's kind of what this stuff is. So it's going to be chewy. It's going to be very almost like glutinous, even though rice doesn't have gluten in it. Um, so it's going to have that like chewy, sticky kind of flavor to it. And then when you cook it in a savory red chili pepper, red, red pepper paste sauce, um, some soy sauce, some sesame, some pa, some of the green onions, um, it's going to be super tasty. Or at least that's how it's supposed to taste. Um, so we'll see how that is. So that, I think that's all the, con the translations we needed to get out of the way. So I guess at this point we should try some of this stuff. So the way to make it, it's frozen. And then it was pretty complicated. I thought it was going to be like a microwave thing. There's a sauce packet. You add water to the sauce packet in a, in a saucepan. You bring that to a boil. Then you add these frozen things in there and you simmer it for a while. Um, and then you eat. This is pretty good. This tastes, it's a little bit sweet. I mean, it's chewy, but it's supposed to be chewy. Um, the fact that it was previously frozen isn't usually a huge deal. Whenever I buy duck, I always buy frozen duck. I usually don't buy it in these tubes. I usually buy it in discs to make a different kind of duck dish. Sometimes I'll put it in my ramen. That's probably the most common way that I'll eat it. But this is good. There's a spice to it. You're getting like the gochujang, which is a red pepper paste which I was watching something, a commercial for something on CNN the other day. And they were saying, there's this new show, I forget what it's called, where someone's going to go around, it's like Nomad or something like that. He's going to go around and explore different food cultures. And the way that they teed up this episode of the show, they were like, this guy's going to go to Korea and taste all the mother's sauces. I've never heard of like gochujang, tenjang, all the other like pastes that are like the, they're like that they're like the basis for a lot of korean cooking but like i've never heard of those as mother sauces it's not like a bechamel you know 
So I, I thought that that was a little bit. I mean, we're not making consomme here. It's very. I just. I, I just didn't. You wouldn't think of like a mole paste as like a a mother sauce. So I just thought that that was a little bit weird. But, um, I guess. I mean, I guess it's not technically wrong. But just a, a very different than how I've, I'm used to, um, hearing it discussed. But I think the thing about it is like tteokbokki usually like. The flavors meld a little bit. It definitely feels like there's sauce coating something else. And the duck itself feels to me to be a little bit under seasoned. So I don't know, maybe if this sat for a little while longer and then maybe I reheated it again now that the sauce and the duck have had a chance to hang out, maybe it would be better. Because like at the end, it started to get a little bit bland. But at, up front, it was spicy, although a little bit sugary. Or sweet a little bit. There's supposed to be a little bit of sweetness, but not so much. And this here says, hi, Kabuzin, everybody. Just running for 15K on back along the coast with Pip. That sounds nice. Mm. Thomas Wen says, afternoon, everyone from Columbus. Trying to figure out the equivalent to that rice cake for you. The Vietnamese equivalent. Mm, yeah, I mean, Vietnamese food doesn't have something similar to this. I bet you there is something that's very similar to that. I'm not familiar enough with Vietnamese food to say, but yeah, I mean, this is good. And it definitely has me coming back for more. I've also never had a bowl of it this big before. It's kind of like something that you have like a couple on the side of your big, of a big mound of food. Um, but this, this is pretty tasty. But something about it. I mean, I mean, it's something about it tastes like freezer food, I guess. But overall, I'd say, you know, the amount of spice that's in here, it's a good amount of spice. I feel like it does the dish justice. Pretty good. All right. Nataku says, hey, go ring the bell for me. We're in the single de Milo Saturday in Montrose Harbor, and I got a PB at 44 minutes. Awesome. It says a gorgeous day, nice and flat, too. You're lucky that you got those views every day. Oh, yeah. I'm, love, I'm loving being by the lakefront right now. Like, the weather's so nice. Views are, are pretty. It was a little, it wasn't windy for you on Saturday. I'm trying to think, was it windy Saturday? I didn't easy run Saturday, but, um, but windy conditions still getting the PB. Great job, Nataku. Awesome. Dad right now says, grateful today I'm 60 years old. Happy birthday. He says, he's today he's running 50 miles a week steady and finally finding peace and pace in life. Wow, it's fantastic. One and a half years running now and 40 pounds lighter. Wish I could have found running sooner. That's amazing, Al. Um, so glad to hear that. What a great story. Way to put in the work. And I'm glad that you're finding peace and pace in life. That's amazing. That's really cool. Very, very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Chris Fuchs says, PR Indie Mini this weekend. Awesome. 126.35. That's fast. And he PR the marathon last week at the Kentucky Derby Marathon at 312. Wow. Whoa. So you PR'd a half marathon after mm, speedy. After a marathon? At the Kentucky Derby Marathon? Saw the last seven days. Um, I've been seeing a lot of the footage for, over the weekend was the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby, right? Is that what the horse race that was on? And there was a horse that was like an 80 to one odds that ended up winning it coming from behind um, to win. Um, 
which I thought was pretty cool. And they were giving a lot of compliments, not only to the horse, but also to the jockey for navigating the horse well through the pack in the final stretches of the race. And I thought that was cool. But like, I think what's also amazing is the way the people are reacting are like, this horse came from behind to win 80 to one odds and then started trying to eat all the other horses afterwards. Did you guys see that? Anyone else see that? <laughs> the horses went crazy. I just feel like, wow. And I know like there is drug testing in horse racing, right? But I, I, can you imagine if that was like a mile race and like someone who was the 80 to one favorite, someone who only got into the heat, like at the last minute, one people be like i don't know you know i want to be excited for the sport but you know probably dirty so I, I don't know if like people are concerned about that in horse racing if they even care but the other thing that i was thinking about is like i remember um i used to go to uh the racetrack in east east st louis back when i was in college and right after college um the main reason we would go is mainly because a lot of my friends really like gambling at the time um I think they still really do like gambling, although they don't do it as much. But uh, it was just a nice way to go out with your friends um, for a happy hour. Like we would go on Friday. They'd have really cheap Bud Lights and wings, and we would just spend the afternoon uh, betting on horses and eating cheap wings and getting cheap beers. I was a terrible gambler. I would just I, – I don't even think I gamble all that much. But um, – I remember when my wife and I started dating, I was like, hey, you, because uh, she had mentioned she really likes horses. And I'm like, do you ever want to go to like a racetrack? And she's like, oh, I hate racetracks. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. I don't, I don't ever go. And she's like, I just don't like the way that they beat the horses when they run, when they race. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that is kind of not nice. Um, I was like, I hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me. But then as I'm watching like the highlights of this, um, of the Kentucky Derby yesterday, I'm like, I need someone to slap me like they slapped those horses at my next race. I was like, I'm like, I wonder how much faster I could go if I could have like figuratively that kind of motivation. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta bottle this. I gotta, I gotta remember this mental image, you know, and find a way to kind of like channel, channel that for, for my next race. Is that a bad idea? I don't know. That might be a really bad idea. Um, all right. Super Unjit said, ran my second half marathon on Saturday, beat my A goal, finishing sub two. Great job, Super Unjit. The time of 158.28. Nice. It was a total blast. Awesome. And it was a PR by over 10 minutes. Awesome. Awesome. That's really good progress from the first to the second half marathon. Great job. Great job. Um, Shannon says, I eat frozen TJ meals almost daily. Love the veggie tofu pad thai. Add an egg and wilted spinach. Oh, that sounds really nice. I saw that. I mean, like, the only thing about pad thai is that there's peanuts in it. Can we try not to bring in peanuts into the house if we can avoid it? I mean, sometimes we do order Thai food. I think it's been a long time since I've had pad thai. I mean, we sometimes when we go to the restaurant, I'll eat it. But at home, we don't. But that sounds really tasty. Brandon Lewis says, hi, Kyle, can I get some tips for stride repeats? Um, yeah. So the way I do them. So I've seen people do them a couple different ways. I don't think either way is wrong, um, but uh, there's just two ways to do it. One is to do it as a way of warming up. So people will maybe do a little bit of a warm-up jog, 
do some drills, um, and then the drills end in strides. And then after that, that leads right into a workout. And so like that's one way of priming the body to run well. And I really like that setup because then you're warming up, getting everything moving. Then you're doing drills, which are designed to help your body move optimally, right? And so like the high knees, the butt kicks, the A skips, B skips, all that kind of stuff um, are ways of your body like learning form. Think of them like swimming drills, right? Like you're, you're teaching your body something and then you're immediately reinforcing that with strides and then you're immediately reinforcing that with the workout. So you're bringing that kind of like muscle memory right into the workout. And those kinds of strides, I usually only do like four of them. And it might be like 25 yards or so, maybe 50 yards or meters. Um, and it'll start out kind of like slow and gradually move up into like almost a full out sprint by the time I'm at the end. So it's like it, the picks up relatively quickly, but you just, the idea is to turn it over and incorporate all the things that you just did in your warm up. The other way that I do strides is as a way of getting the muscles to turn over during a longer run. I don't want to have a workout that day, but I don't want the legs to be too sleepy for like if I have like three days, four days in between workouts. And so the strides will help kind of do that without imposing too much strain on the system. And when I do that, it I usually have it set up on my watch. So it'll be like if it's a 10 mile run that day or a six mile run. I'll do most of the run. So let's say it's a six mile run. I'll do like first four miles easy. And then I'll have my watch set up to do anywhere between four and eight of 15 seconds on, 45 seconds off. So for the 15 seconds, I'm moving faster at about mile race pace and then jogging for 45 seconds. If I have to walk, I ran it too hard. So that's just a way of like opening up the stride, feeling light, getting the legs turned over, um, the, the idea is not to feel tired. The idea is to feel fast. And that's what I do for strides. So hopefully um, that makes sense. So those are kind of like two ways to do it. I don't, I think you could probably do both ways. Um, but I usually do more if they're part of like a run. I do fewer and shorter if they're part of a warm up. All right, let me keep scrolling down. Um, Thomas says the Viet equivalent I found for your Korean rice cake would be Banbeo. Should be able to find some vegan ones with a savory mung bean filling. That sounds tasty. I like that. I don't have to look for that. Bambil. All right. Um, Frank says he does his strides before a workout and after an easy run. I think a lot of people do that way too. Hmm. Chris says, looking to be a fast as you for Chicago Marathon this fall, Co. Hope to get to shakeout run while in town. Awesome. Very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to like run with a bigger group this year. Not sure exactly where I'll be lining up, but it'll be, I mean, I don't think it's going to be kind of like a PR attempt for me. Check out with this year. I really want to like just have fun with a large group of runners and just really enjoy the race and the course this year. Terry Furlong says, Mo Fair was beaten by a club runner, Ellis Cross, last week. I bet the odds on Ellis were better than 80 to 1. 
He wasn't even in the elite field. A clear non-elite FTW. I mean, yeah, that's an amazing story. I mean, the guy is a good runner, clearly. I mean, it's not like he came out of nowhere. I guess probably this racehorse that won the um, Kentucky Derby probably also didn't come out of nowhere. Um, but 80 to 1 at MSNBC this morning had like a list of all the worst odds or the highest odds or the the craziest odds of people that won. And there was only one horse that had worse odds and it was 93 to 1 or something like that. But yeah, I mean, the guy had to, I mean, Ellis Cross had to pay his own race fee. He didn't even get like a free race bib, which most, you know, like um, elite athletes get. Not most, which is what elite athletes get. They don't have to pay the the entry fee, <laughs> but he had to pay his. And I don't. I mean, I don't. This was a big race, right? It wasn't a small race. So, like, when I think about like even in Chicago, like the Soldier Field ten mile, like if I'm in a corral, there's an elite corral that's ahead, but like I'm I could touch them, you know? Like I'm there's not it's not far. So like. You know, I'm basically like maybe two rows off of the starting line if you want to work your way up there. Um, so, like, I don't know how far he had to come back from the start line to get there, you know, because I'm sure Mo was like front and center, right? So then, like, or Sir, Sir Mo was front and center. Ellis, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've seen any photos of where he started. If he was like, if it was he like six or seven rows back, that'd be pretty amazing. Emma says, kind of like how they have to encourage the horses in horse racing, we should slap our legs in cross country. <laughs> I mean, it's something that I'd already been like kind of thinking about already. Because you guys ever watched the movie, was it Grit? The one, uh, it was the remake of a, an old Western. And hopefully there's no spoilers, but there's a part with, well, I won't spoil it, but there's a part with how they have to really encourage the horse to run a lot, like overnight. And I'm like, you know, that's a little bit graphic and a little bit over the top, but like, you know, some of those things like, you know, you can really encourage run horses to run really, really hard. And I'm like, there's no way, I think that the, the, the human mind has too many shutdown safeguards so it's like really hard to do that unless you're like a Alberto Salazar, but um, or like a maybe like a handful of humans, but like you know we need to be able to like get in that mindset sometimes. I think that's a really intense way of thinking about running, but sometimes I feel like it's fitting. I don't know. Mm. Louis says here in Tijuana they they banned horse races but they still have greyhound races haven't seen races in years also went with my wife yeah there's you know what in chicago there's a i see a lot of greyhounds because they're i i, th I don't know i think that racetrack did it close there was one out in the suburbs i thought it was a, ra a greyhound racetrack and every time i think about it i think of the simpsons but like um you know they only can race for so many years but you know it's like what do you do with the dog after that so there'd be like greyhound rescues and there was a period of time where, like, one out of every, like, half of the dogs in the neighborhood were greyhounds. And you would just see these majestic animals walking with jackets on in the winter here in Chicago. Um, and you're like, why are there so many greyhounds? Why do people like greyhounds so much? Um, but I found out it's because it was a, it was a, um, 
there was a rescue. Um, but it's weird that there's greyhound races, but not horse racing. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Shannon said, Coach Jimmy and Flores were your horse jockeys during Sam. They sure were. They sure were. They were the good. They were good. They were good. Jo- they needed to slap me in the butt a little bit, you know, get me going up those hills. <laughs> I think I need like the next level of that. And Sean said, that'll be flashbacks of my mother chasing around the house with a wooden spoon. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. that's funny. And Brandon says, I just need a few spectators every couple of miles with a cattle prod. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. Mm. Yeah, was it True Grit? Super Ninja? Was it True Grit was the name, that the name of the movie? Or was it Grit? I forget. I, for, I can't remember. One is... Stephanie Bruce's like motto. The other was a movie with the guy that played George W. in the movie. When didn't he play George W.? I'm trying to remember that guy. <laughs> um, Cr got his Kofusi Cherry Blossom shirt today. Awesome. He says, I "Love it. Thanks again. Awesome. I'm glad you got it." I'm always so excited and nervous whenever I send stuff out. Um, Jogo Mark says, "Hey, I'm getting pumped for my first marathon this weekend." Chicagoland Spring Marathon. Got any last-minute tips as someone who ran it last year? Thanks. Um, yeah, I would say that there are some parts of the course that get really windy. So it might be good if there's someone else. Just because I feel like you're running through some of the parks. And, it's like, for me, I didn't know, like, where I was going. And whenever I don't know the route well, that's, it starts to freak me out when I'm running a marathon. So I would say, like, if you can find someone that's going to run your pace, I think that would be really helpful. The way I had to do it, there was COVID measures involved, and it was staggered start. They were releasing someone every 90 seconds. And, like, you kind of picked your time throughout the day. But I picked mine late, so I was running with people that were running different, way different paces than me. So I didn't have anyone to run with the entire time. I think that, like, that's a course where I feel like it would be nice to, to run with some people. So find some people to run with. Um, otherwise it's a it's a really nice course a little bit of rolling um but overall just really enjoy it out there have fun that's a that's a fun race i like that one Mm. yeah yeah super interesting says true grit is a coen brothers remake has jeff bridges in it the guy that played w is judge (laughs) brolin okay i got him so mixed up he was in No Country for All Men. Really? Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm all mixed up then. Um, C-Town fan says, is the Trader Joe's cream food any good? I think it's pretty tasty. I mean, again, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert. So my, my reference of experience is, you know, I was born in Korea, but we moved to the U.S. when I was a baby or toddler, I guess. And then I've spent like one summer in Korea when I was like my daughter's age now, maybe a little older than that. Um, and then, you know, I grew up eating a lot of Korean food, but that was back before the time of H-Marts. And so, like, I don't know how authentic a lot of even that Korean food was. But it was made from by Korean people that came from Korea, so I'm sure it's pretty authentic. But what's funny is here, whenever my parents eat Korean food here, they don't like the Korean food in Chicago. They think it tastes funny. Um, they basically say that it's got a little bit too much sugar. And a little bit too much salt in it, which I'm like, that pretty much describes how I feel about all Chicago food. It's like other food that you've eaten before, just a little bit saltier and a little bit sugarier or sweeter. Um, so this 
the Korean, the tteokbokki was a little bit on the sweet side. Let's get to um, now the chapche. Now chapche is is like glass noodles, and they call it stir fry, but I don't think that's the right word for it. It's usually have like carrots, some spinach, some onions in it. Sometimes there's mushrooms in it too. Um, sometimes you'll see little pieces of uh, beef in there. Um, this is a vegan one, um, and the seasonings it's. Um, I think there's a little bit of soy, but mainly what keeps all these glass noodles from like becoming one clump of starch is that um, there's toasted sesame oil in it. And a lot of times it's finished with sesame seeds, sometimes black sesame seeds. This, I don't see any sesame seeds on here and I see green peppers, which is not something I've never seen before, but not something I'm used to. This tastes pretty good. This tastes good. Um, yeah. Some of these noodles, the way that you microwave it, this microwave, like kind of like a, um, like microwaving like a Stouffer's lasagna. There's like a plastic sheet that you peel back a little bit and then you microwave a little. And then after that, you peel the sheet all the way off, you mix it some more and microwave it again. So you did that. So for something that came from the freezer right into the microwave into the bowl, I think it's actually pretty good. I like it. I was worried that there wasn't gonna be a lot of sesame flavor to it, but there's a decent amount of sesame flavor. I suppose if you really wanted to, you could always add some sesame seeds to it. But yeah, I would definitely, I'll definitely buy this one again. Because I know my wife will like this. She loves chapche. I don't think she's going to love the tteokbokki, though. But yeah, I mean, I feel like the tteokbokki is a little bit more of a deep cut, you know? And I'm surprised that's what they picked to make at Trader Joe's, but good for them. I like it. I like it a lot. Overall, I'd say pretty good. Good job, Trader Joe's. I was, I did not have high hopes for this, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Super and says, ah, Brolin was in true, was also in true. Grit. He was right. I don't remember in the movie. You were definitely right. Okay, okay. I'm probably remembering the wrong person though, so I'm probably still also very wrong, but. <laughs> and Super just says, Berlin is also Thanos, by the way. <laughs> That's hard for me to imagine. It's like the same person has done all those movies. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Jungle Mick wants to know if there's going to be, oh, there's their Pacers this year. So I'm planning to stick with the group. Thanks. All right. I think that's going to be the best way to do it. Just stick with the Pacers. Don't worry about it. Oh, here's one other thing that I remember. There's this one part on the course where uh, you're kind of going on these like, it's like a paved trail that you're going through. And then at another point, you just leave that and you start going down this offshoot. And basically you're just gonna go down this offshoot and you're running through basically like a park parking lot. You can run really far down it and then turn around and come back. Um, when I ran that part, I just kept thinking like, when is this gonna end? I wanna turn around. I don't like it cause I just don't like turnarounds. Cause then I'm like every step I take out, I gotta run back. It's longer than you think, and just be patient. 
that that little meander part it's not that exciting it's gonna it might get a little bit hot but it's not too bad just be patient on that part um not to go says the traders indian food is really good too do you call it tj's i actually call it trader joe's i don't know i've, I've never been a tj's person i think my sister calls it tj i just call it trader joe's yeah, i don't know Mark Chenkogo says the chapcha is one of his faves. This this one's pretty good. I feel like it, it it could actually be a little saltier maybe. There's something about it that it's a very light flavor, which some people may really appreciate. But this is good. I, I was looking to see if they had any mandu, which is like the Korean dumplings, but I guess I could have just picked up some of their other dumplings that they have there. That would have also worked. But yeah, I mean, you could, I could have had like a little, I mean, I was trying to see if there was anything else that I could have picked up to have like more of like a Korean buffet today. But pretty good. I'm excited. Corey Villanueva says, the metal chopsticks is a power move. Is it? My brother-in-law, my sister's husband, I used to get wooden chopsticks all wooden chopsticks but now we're only down to like one set of wooden chopsticks left and my wife's the only one that uses that she likes it because the metal ones are a little bit slipperier and harder to use but my brother-in-law was like you got to get rid of all your wooden chopsticks they just soak up all sorts of germs and mold and he's he's a little bit of a germaphobe but i was like oh okay all right um so you know, I've never had anyone comment on my chopstick choice before, like my brother-in-law did. So I was like, well, okay, what, what, whatever you say, you know, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so that's why we have almost all metal chopsticks. But we have chopsticks for the kids, though, that are, like, plastic. They came with, like, the little chop chopstick, um, like, trainers. It's a little piece of, like, silicone that has little two, like, little so pockets in it. And they stay together. So it's more like a tongs than it is chopsticks. They never use that part. They just use the little chopsticks, but they don't really know how to use their chopsticks. But they're, I have them and they're cute, but they're too small for me. So it just makes me annoyed whenever I use them. Mm. All right. C-Town fan says, yeah, the Trader Joe's is pretty decent and cheap beer too. Yeah, you know, I do like the trade. I do like the Trader Joe's beers. I also like the Trader Joe's whiskeys. I feel like they don't, they do a pretty decent job. I'm like, it's like, it's a weird store brand of Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's whiskeys and scotches, but I'm like, I'm not fancy when it comes to my brown liquors. I actually like these. I think they're actually pretty good. So maybe that's not a glowing recommendation for them, but um, there was a time where like the Trader Joe's whiskeys were my like whiskey of choice. That was before we had kids. Not that I, my whiskey choice has gotten better since we had kids. I'm just saying I drank more whiskey before I had kids than I had kids. And then I don't really dr drink that many of them. Lou says, oh, hey, go. I heard that podcast you did with Tommy Runs. Very cool. When was that done? Yeah, that just popped up in my feed the other day. But, like, it was it was a while ago. 
that we did it. Tommy just has just put out like six or seven in a row. And not in a row, but it was like he put out like two a week for several weeks now. And I was like, man, this guy's been interviewing a lot of people. But then I would listen to them and be like, oh, I remember seeing this on Instagram a while back. So I think he's just kind of getting through them all. Um, finally getting them up on his um, on his podcast. Because I don't remember when that conversation was. It was a while back. That's how long ago it was. So I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> says, Berlin was also in the Goonies. <laughs> I forget that all the time. And <laughs> it's just so funny that he was in that movie too. Like, I mean, the guy's... The guy's, like, I felt like his W impression was so good that I just feel like he's a lot like um, like a George W. Bush type of character in the acting world that kind of just, like, bumps around and accidentally finds his way into all these roles. But he's he's got really good chops. He's had them. I mean, he's been working in the business for a long time. So it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Jake Ramelli is here. What's going on, Jay? He said, our family had chop chai yesterday. It was so delicious. Awesome. Very, very cool. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I should really know how to make this. And, but now that there's like one at Trader Joe's that I could just stick in the freezer, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to learn how to make it on my own. <laughs> oh. Mark always puts beef in his. Yeah. I've seen it many times to have beef in it. Mm. And Thomas says that they have a mixture of wooden chopsticks and plastic ones. Hmm. And then Superintendent says, I've read that wooden utensils are naturally antibacterial. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, my a lot of my spoons are wooden spoons, so I just don't know how it works. Emma says, immediately throws away wooden chopsticks. I mean, I didn't have to throw them away because they all broke over time, over use, but I just never replaced them. And then I bought a, a set of metal chopsticks, and I was like, well, these are going to last me a long time. Frank says, the Trader Joe's, is like scotch and Irish whiskey are good. I'm always curious what distillery they actually come from. Yeah, I don't know, but like, I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thinks that they're decent. Um, but I enjoy them, and I feel like it's a pretty good value. Um, I mean, it depends. If you're going through a lot of scotch, then, you know, you got, you're a little bit more price sensitive. And then I feel like the Trader Joe's is a good option. <laughs> I don't go through a lot of bottles of scotch anymore. Um, I still am pretty price sensitive to it. I don't think I spend a lot of money on scotch. Phil says, just got my Confuzi Path hat delivered. Awesome. They say nothing new on race day, but I for sure would have rocked at the Indie Mini had it arrived just two days sooner. Awesome. Well, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. And, and it says, you need to come over here if you like Whiskey Mike. Here's the thing. I'm going to go. I would love to. And this, then I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to taste all the scotches over there. I'm going to be like, these are too peaty. This one tastes too much like grass. And people are going to kick me out of the country. <laughs> I think I'll be chased out. Because <laughs> I'll just be like... Uh, it's just, this one tastes too strong because I think I do have, like, I have decent, 
sense of what's decent, a good scotch or whiskey, but I don't, my preferences are ones that are a little bit more straightforward. I'm not that sophisticated of a scotch and whiskey drinker, so I think I might embarrass myself. But, you know, I would say probably no more than an average American tourist would. So maybe I'll be okay. <laughs> Emma says, we went to Korean barbecue and long story short, my vegan boyfriend had about eight plates of chapcha and just skewers of peppers and onions. That sounds about right. Um, you could have, well, if vegan boyfriend probably cannot have the uh, pajan then either because it has egg in it as a binder, I think. That's tough. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, yeah. You're going to, you, yeah, when you go to a Korean barbecue, you're going to eat a lot of chapjae. That's, yeah. Well, he's a good, that's a good, that's a good sport. A very good sport. Mm. Cody says, I always hear that if you keep stuff clean, there is no difference in bacteria. I'm talking about wooden versus metal utensils. I think America's test kitchen did a test with wood, rubber, and plastic cutting boards and showed no difference. I feel like they were the gold standard for testing, like, kitchen mitts out. I really – I mean, I know the show's still on, but it's just not the same anymore. Um, and, uh, yeah. I, I feel like cutting boards, though, is one where I'm like, you sure you, sure you want to cut chicken on that? wooden cutting board i'm just not so sure about it. that's one where i'm like that myth is going to die hard for me um we have wooden cutting boards and uh plastic cutting boards and i only cut meat on the when i do make meat i only cut them on the plastic ones super engine says when it comes to tasting scotches and whi and whiskeys in in scotland I bet they've seen all kinds of oblivious Americans come through those distilleries. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> mm. JC says raw chicken I cut on a plate because then you put the then you put the plate in the dishwasher so it gets cleaned up super high heat. Lou Klein says we started using glass cutting boards. Isn't that really bad for your knives though? I thought that was bad for the knives. I don't remember hearing, I, for, I forget, there was someone telling me that you shouldn't use glass cutting boards. I thought maybe the knives were the reason. Mika has been eating so much spaghetti with pesto while carving up, then I feel like I'm 99% pasta. Oh, you must be eating a lot of spaghetti with pesto. Um, yeah, that's really funny. I've been watching a lot of the, I think they're the Passinis. There's a TikTok account where an American woman basically trolls her Italian husband on different um, Italian-American culinary sins. And I find it really funny. Although the last couple of weeks, it's kind of taken a somewhat malicious turn. I know that's all part of this shtick, you know, but like it still feels a little bit not as fun the last couple of days. Nantaku says, I miss Friday stream, so congrats on 100K. Thanks so much, Nantaku. Um, yeah, it's still hard to believe that it's 100,000. Um, and what I'm also amazed at, that it didn't get to 100,000, and then people were like, oh, 
and then unsubscribe, and then it dipped back down. So as far as I know, it got to 100,000 and stayed above there, and we never had like a big dip. <laughs> so, uh. um, Shannon says, Co, what's your goal for grandmas? I know after CIM, you're content with your fast time for a while. You going to give it another go? Yeah, I'm going to give it another go. We'll see. Um, training has been going well so far. My feet feel great. And um, I had a high mileage week last week, um, feeling very strong. And um, yeah, I think that we'll give it a go in June. Grandmas try to get under, I mean, I mean, like sub three is like the A goal. Like if I'm having a magnificent, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine having such a great day that I'd get under 258. Cause I feel like, you know, I really want to make sure I hit it. So like if I see, feel myself going faster than that, I'm going to really pull back, you know, so I don't, I think that it'll make it a, a close call. Um, but yeah, that'll be it. Cause then like after that, I've got a 100 K I want to run. I still don't know how I'm going to do that or what, when that's going to be. Um, and, uh, I want to do a lot more trail running. So like, I don't like, like I, it, there won't be another time for me to run a fast marathon till CIM again. So like, that's going to be my, my shot, you know, so we'll go for it. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. So, um, I'm going to be doing a lot of my threshold workouts that I've been doing. Um, I'm going to incorporate a couple of other things too. I didn't do that much 5k pace work, kind of like Yasso 800s or similar, um, in the last build, but now that the weather is more amenable to doing more workouts like that, um, I think I'll start to incorporate them. And then I'm debating whether or not, like, I feel like I've been doing this long run workout where it'll be anywhere between 14 and 18 or up to 20 miles with a chunk of 10 miles at marathon effort in there. Sometimes I'll do stuff like four, three times four miles at marathon effort to get a little bit more marathon work. But like, um, I'm like, is that enough? Should I make, should I have longer periods at effort? And so I'm debating whether or not to do like, I don't know, what, what is it like a, what if, what about like an 18 miles at, you know, 40 seconds or 50 seconds slower than marathon pace. So like not easy but not marathon pace, something in between. Um, does that do anything or should I just stick to what I've been doing? I'm not sure. So I'm toying around with kind of like that one. Um, so, yeah. So, but, you know, we'll see what the workouts end up being. There's not that a ton of time left. I mean, it's in like a month and a half. So um, coming up soon, but I'll, I'll be out there and I'm going to be going, gonna, going for it. Um, Jesus M says, hi, Michael, really enjoyed your videos in Malaga. What a great surprise that you visited Spain. Yeah. I, I wish I would have spent more time there, um, and explored a little bit more. It was a whirlwind trip. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it out there. Hopefully I'll be back somewhere in the region, if not Malaga, but somewhere in the region again soon. Um, not to ask path project released really summer, a racing tank. Any chance we see that in a future review? Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff from both Path and Janji. Um, and I got in the new um, Breathe singlets from Asics as well. And this week's going to be hot in Chicago. So, like, 
I mean, I think I have more clothes than hot days coming up, but a lot of good, a lot of testing coming up in the next couple of days. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alan Dree says, took my first plop in the bushes today. There you go. <laughs> or maybe pop in the bushes today is this one? <laughs> there you go. Dad Ronald says, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club indeed. <laughs> Um, and Shannon says that, uh, as far as my, my training goes, you're so fit coach, just got to keep that mental toughness and strength going. If you don't have anyone pushing you at the end, you can do it. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think a, a, a slightly easier course is going to help out a lot too. Um, I don't think I need to, need to make drastic changes to hit my goal. I just think I need, you know, a good, a good shot on a good day and I need to give it a good, honest effort. And then we'll, I think we'll get there. So I don't, you know, it's, it, I'm not, it's not going to require anything heroic, it's just going to require a lot of patience, I think. So that's kind of where I'm where I'm thinking about it. Um, Reese Dawson said, at the National Running Show in the UK, a runner was challenged to set up his own Berkeley Marathon in Berkeley, UK. Five laps, 130-ish miles, 15,000 feet of elevation, and a 24-hour cutoff by the creator. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of running. 130 miles in 24 hours, 130 miles, 24 hours with 15,000 feet of gain. I mean, that's not an unheard of amount of gain, but to do 130 miles in 24 hours, that's a lot. Whew. Mm. Let's see. Ooh, Carrie Smith also got a non-elite hat today. I like it, Mike. Awesome. Thanks for getting one, Carrie. And Mika says, been really enjoying these back-to-back -back long trail runs. Was supposed to do them for three consecutive weekends, but as I didn't manage to get into the ultra race I was aiming, I might just keep going. Yeah. I mean, I like I feel like I've never really had this before, but I feel like, mm, man, I want to get to run and do some long days in the trails. Like I've not, not really had that sensation before, but maybe it's because I got these fun shoes in the closet and I'm like, I want to get some miles on those guys um but i'm like yeah the trail running doesn't always match up with marathoning like marathon training so i'm like once i can kind of like get grandmas out of the way not out of the way but like i need to focus on grandmas because that's a big focus once i could once that's done then there'll be other great fun stuff to focus on too so like that's kind of where i'm at but yeah double long run days in the trails Sounds fun. Or back-to-back -back long runs. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to be a good place to leave it for today, guys. Tomorrow, I don't think I'm going to have a video on the main channel, but we'll do another live stream, Trivia Tuesday. I'm not sure what the game's going to be, but we'll, we'll figure something out. Hopefully, I'll see you guys there. Same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. In the meantime, until I see you guys again, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>